You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two. We're on location for the Hospital Home Lottery for the Calgary Health Foundation. We are sitting right now in the most valuable grand prize ever, the $2.7 million show home overlooking the lake in Mahogany. It's professionally decorated. It's fully furnished. Matt and I had to take off our shoes. No shoes allowed. Uh, None. Uh, And don't forget, the early prize deadline is midnight tomorrow. Uh, The 50-50s over $1.8 million, which is absurd. There's a ticker just right behind us here. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's written in marker. It's not really a ticker. It's It's not like it's... It's a manual ticker. Okay. It is. Uh, somebody's going to come down with like a like a dry erase marker yeah, and just right in the new number. And uh, Alberta's uh, biggest early bird prize is a Camor luxury condo valued at nine hundred and twenty-five grand. So just incredible prizes. Jump in. Val Ball from the uh, the hospital um, home lottery will join us coming up at seven forty-five. And uh, uh, we're on location. I have my work laptop, which has the uh, Fan 590 in Toronto's text line on it. Yeah. Keep flooding it, 590-590, uh, with your Austin Matthews to Arizona trade requests. Uh, here's one. Uh, Matthews for two bags of desert sand. Put those bags of sand in net, and now the Leafs have a goalie. <laughs> Keep those rolling in, 590-590 in Toronto. You want to text us, 960-960, on our text line as well like this one says matthews for an arizona hotel and golf resort timeshare because it would be perfect for when they get knocked out of the playoffs in the second round every year that's that's really that's really it's forward thinking it is it absolutely is this one says Uh, matthews for all of the vancouver canucks oh okay well every one of them i think vancouver would do that though i don't know if the leafs could get it under their cap yeah that would be tough uh, but they have Brandon Pridham who helped write the cap, so maybe he can finagle He's things. Good, yeah, that, that guy's way. good with the calculator. He is. I heard that. Uh, Greg Millen uh, from Hockey Night Canada, former NHL goaltender, joins us here on the Big Show. Greg, good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing, fellas? I'm uh, having a good giggle listening to this this morning. The fans are creative, aren't they? I love it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they, they absolutely are creative. So, Greg, I have to ask you this. I, I don't know if you heard about the Russell Wilson story on the flight to London. Did you hear about this? No, I'm not. I, I'm not much of a okay, so, uh, you know that type. But anyway, no, carry on. Fo- no, no. Okay, so Russell Wilson's the quarterback of the Broncos, and they're yep. playing in London. This I do week. know so that it was an eight-hour flight from Denver to London. Yes. Uh, apparently, right. he was doing high knees and working out for four hours. Oh yes, I I, I did get I did get, get I did hear what yeah. this a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now I now I have to ask you, being a former player, and you played at a specific time in the NHL, would that have been a little bit frowned upon if uh, somebody on your team was doing that in a, in a long plane ride across the continent, Greg, in your time in the NHL? Yes. Well, first of all, we were not in charters, right? So we would have had a 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. flight back-to-back going to another city to play where the guys have been out probably, so they – even though it was back to back, so they'd have a good nap on the plane and we'd be all sitting together at the back somewhere. And before that, if it was during the day, one of our members of the hockey club would probably have his sewing kit out with a dollar bill attached to a uh, a string in the middle of the airport and then waiting for some poor fellow to come by uh, to pick the dollar bill up, in which case he would yank it away from him, and the entire team would start to laugh. So times have changed somewhat. 
<laughs> How's that? Does that I, I, answer your I would question? say so. No, it, it absolutely does. In a commercial airport, and, uh, mind I, I was you. talking. Yeah, that, that's that's great. And I was talking to, to my co-host Matt about this too. I remember watching you as a kid, Greg, and you were a trendsetter with your goalie pads. For for people like Matt who don't remember, you wore really thick goalie pads. What was your line of thinking, and can you explain what they kind of look like? Well, they were called Winlight, and actually an old flame, Reggie Lemelin, uh, was pretty much the first one to wear them, yes. and then he went to Boston. And they uh, were uh, basically very similar to today's pad in many ways, which is, is unusual. Uh, they were light, very, very light, compared to the pads that we all grew up with in my era where they were deer hair and they got wet and they were a 1,000 pounds by the next game. So these were innovative the interesting part about them is they gave out these incredible rebounds. So, you know, you could take that as a disadvantage, but in my day, I'd kick them right by everybody. They'd end up at center ice, so that was interesting. But they were, they were sort of the first pad that they were sort of the first pad that looks a little bit like today's pads, and uh, synthetic and very very light. And I tried them for a while, then towards the end of my career, I went back to the other ones. But uh, yeah, it was interesting. Like like so, all Greg, goalies, we were, try, we still... were trying to cheat back. We were trying to cheat back yeah. then too, right? I mean, <laughs> like all goalies do. Like yeah. the greatest thing with the deer hair is uh, Jim Gregory used to come in uh, the, the first day of the playoffs and measure the pads. So the trainer would cut the side of the pads, pull the deer hair out. Jim would mer- uh, measure the pads. Yeah, the width is great. The minute he left the room, trainer would uh, you know take the uh, stitches back out, put the deer hair back in the pads, and we were back to wide pads again. Yeah. So I mean, things haven't That's changed. Goalies have you, always been goalies have always been trying all the way back then. Even yep. Is that something that's still like you're, you're dialed in? You keep an eye on the, the gear that the goalies are using and how different guys are trying to maybe get as much of an advantage as possible. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, Kay Whitmore now in the, in the league. Do they do a great job of keeping tabs on these guys now, so they can't, you know do the things that they used to do. Even Jaguar, I think, was the, the biggest culprit of that. But the, the one I find fascinating, which is brilliant, really, is, of course, the way they use the butterfly now, and they don't tie their pads up. And then you'll notice that their pads are you know fairly high up their skate boot, too, and that's so they can turn their skate and actually flop their pads down so they're flat on the ice uh, when they do the butterfly. It's, it's, it's really a brilliant the way they've been able to... Uh, to change the way they play, number one, and number two, the way they've adjusted their equipment uh, to their style. And uh, I've always found, you look at goalies now, and I mean, their pads sometimes, some of these guys are halfway up their ankles, uh, the way they, they fit down below uh, as they attach their skates. So it's, it's pretty interesting the way they've changed, that's for sure. And they're, and they're brilliant. I mean, these goalies now, well, all players, they're absolutely brilliant. They are so much better than when we played the game. Uh, the advancement in equipment and, and fitness and just their everything, the way they can skate. And goalies are no different. They are absolutely spectacular, all of these all of these players today. And they're fun to watch, to be honest. It, it, was there maybe a recent innovation to the gear that you saw and you went, wow, this is really going to change the game? Like off the top of my head, one that I think of is Henrik Lundqvist when he put that little loop on his skate so you didn't have to tie the laces underneath the boot anymore. Like was there anything maybe bigger, maybe smaller than that that you saw and you went, I think this is really going to change how the goalies start playing the game? I, I, I think it kind of evolved over time the last – 10, 15 years, maybe. I'm, you know, I'm even, it might have been longer than that now. I lose track of time. But uh, 
You know, it's it's sort of taken some time. I mean, the butterfly, Patrick Waugh, you know, I mean, Tony Esposito was the first one, but uh, he, he was a fantastic at it. But nobody really adjusted to that style till later. And then, you know, you look at Patrick, who really, you know, and uh, Francois or Benoit, Francois Allaire, rather, the goalie coach with him in Montreal. I think that's where they really started to, you know, do the cheating thing. And Jaguar was doing it a lot in, in Anaheim with the same goalie coach. And then, uh, I mean, I heard he even had uh, ways and means to make his shoulder pads go up when he went down on the butterfly. Uh, incredible, really, some of the things that they that they tried to, to gain an edge. And then, of course, as the players shot the puck harder and uh, the equipment became much more protective. Uh, so that certainly helped as well. I mean, even you can go as far back as going from the fitted mask where everybody got cut around the eyes or, the, or they wore the cage until... You know, they had the fitting mask, you know, with the combination with the cage. I mean, that happened in my era. And that really started it, kind of. And then from there, I mean, it's just evolved mm-hmm. to uh, where we are today, which, I mean, I always get a kick out of these guys because they can stand in there and a guy will come right down the middle of the ice and wire a slap shot at them. And they don't even, doesn't even bother them anymore. We're, in my era, I mean, Jerry Cheever said it best. You're, if you're quick enough to get in the way, you're quick enough to get out of the way. <laughs> because you get killed in practice and you didn't some days. <laughs> so, yeah, this changed. Well, uh, that, that's what I wanted to ask you before we get on to, like, the Flames goaltending and the Oilers goaltending. I wanted to ask you, um, I know that there's that story out there that Chris Osgood got his hand broken from an Al McKinnis slap shot that split his blocker in half and broke his hand underneath. How much did you feel the shots when you played in the league? When a guy like Al McKinnis was winding up from the point, how much did you feel that, Greg, Greg Millen? All the time. Yeah. I mean, you were constantly bruised. Um, certainly your, your collarbone was a, was a favorite spot. <laughs> I mean, it was, a, it was one that always, that, you know, it was always blowing up in some way, shape, or form. I mean, talking about McKinnis, I mean, it was ridiculous the way he shot the puck. And, and we all knew it. And, and I guess when you, there was a couple of guys for, you know, per team, Doug Wilson used to fire it in Chicago and, uh, there were guys that could really rip it, and you knew who they were. And, uh, you know, in a, in a game situation, you certainly paid special attention to them. You Back in our day, you'd cut the angle down, they called it. They don't do that anymore as much, but you'd come way out at them because if you didn't, they'd just blow it by you. And, you know, we were a lot smaller, our equipment then as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you felt it. There's no question. But we didn't practice the same way for that reason early on. And, I mean, I went through, I think, three different – decades of hockey so by the third one you know goalies were practicing a lot harder because their equipment was better I wasn't very good at that you can ask Daryl that he had the uh, awful occasion of watching me practice a couple of times when he was coaching me in Chicago but uh, it's certainly changed now that's for sure Daryl wouldn't like my coach my uh, practice ethic in today's uh, world that's for sure (laughs) he'd be be barking at me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it does run a little bit of a tight ship, I would argue. Um, Greg, uh, you've been getting your miles in, man. We've been seeing you on all sorts of different broadcasts. Wanted to ask you about what you've seen with the Calgary Flames of late, though. They've taken the one loss at the hands of the Buffalo Sabres. But apart from that, it's been pretty full marks with a lot of the uh, newcomers also fitting in. What have you made of the start for the Calgary Flames this year? Well, I liked the team last year, and, and I love the team this year. I mean, uh, Brad Trey Livens done an unbelievable job retooling, you know, in some real difficult situations, and it's incredible, really, what he was able to pull off, in my opinion, in the summer. 
And you look at the team now, and uh, it's a thrill to cover them, to be honest with you. And Calgary Flames, I know you're excited. You should be. They're a, they're a good hockey club. This has been a difficult stretch. I mean, it's almost impossible to start the season the way they have and be successful being at home this much. It can You can go either way. And then with the layoffs, too. And I attribute that a little bit. I mean, everybody kids about Daryl sometimes being tough and rough, but you know, he has the ability to keep a team on edge, even in these situations. So it's one of the strengths and he's done an, I think a real nice job keeping the guys sharp and credit now to them, the players, because they're veteran group and uh, they're quite responsible and they've been able to pull this off, but it's, it's hard to do this the way they have done it and be so successful. Looking at their lines, you know, you got the Lindholm line with the skill you got Kadri now. What an addition he has been. And now Dubé is starting to come in his own, which, I mean, I've always liked him. Mangiapane on the other side, and Kadri seemed to have some chemistry. And then you might have the perfect checking line in the back line with Lewis and Coleman. I mean, they are all great checking. You know, Daryl can use those and those three in perfect situations, penalty kill. And then you got the crash and bang line that can cause chaos. So it's a pretty good mix of chemistry. And then on the back line, you got the top four that have been so good. And now Zdorov starting to come into his own. And Michael Stone looks like he's getting some confidence blasting the puck the way he can. It's a, it's a pretty nice fit, you know, long-term, if you look at how this team is put together in terms of their chemistry. Greg Millen, Hockey Night Canada broadcaster, former NHL goaltender, joining us here on the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Greg, obviously, um, Jacob Markstrom uh, wants another shot at the Edmonton Oilers. Didn't play that game in Edmonton. Dan Vladar was in net. And we all know that uh, his performance wasn't up to his standards in that loss to the Oilers in the playoffs. He was great in that game against the Penguins. How much do you think he's champing at the bid here to get another piece of the Oilers on Saturday night at home? Yeah, it's interesting. I think as goaltenders, we, you know, I mean, I know all of us in the, in the media like to make, you know, get ready for games like this and looking for stories and so on. I find that Markstrom is one of those even-keeled veteran guys. Like, if you go into a game thinking that way, often as a goalie, it backfires on you. You, you know, you're looking for steady, consistent play, game in and game out, no matter who you're playing against, particularly during the regular season. Sure, he'll have an edge going in because you always do when you play the Oilers, and that helps you uh, start the game. Uh, sometimes you can have too big an edge, and then you're wired up and you don't play very well. So you got to keep that in check also. But I think Markstrom, you know, you look at his body of work so far this season, and, you know, there was some worry, criticism, such early on. You know, he let a couple of stinkers in, and people were worried a little bit about him, and then. You know, he made that big save on Saturday night that I thought was huge in the third period that uh, that really, I think, sort of carried over into the Pittsburgh game. And then, boy, was he great in the second period in particular against the Penguins. And I'm not worried about him. He's a world-class player. He's got an unbelievable work ethic apparently off the ice, which helps him. But I think for him, uh, you know, it's steady, steady, even keel game in, game out is his uh, MO, and that's why he is a successful pro. I'm intrigued by what's going on up the road in Edmonton as well. Not necessarily with Jack Campbell, uh, but more so with Stuart Skinner in the way that he's played to to show that maybe he's ready for a little bit more of a role. What have you made of the situation between the pipes at the Edmonton Oilers? I'm huge on Skinner. Um, I watched him quite a bit uh, in the American League just because I was watching goalies there for a couple of years during the uh, 
during COVID. And this kid can play. There's no question about it. And, you know, I think Edmonton's done a real nice job of, of developing him slowly. Uh, he came into camp apparently a couple of times uh, thinking he was going to solve the world in the National Hockey League, like a lot of kids do. So they they worked with that and uh, put him down in the America League for a little bit. I mean, he had great success down there. They let him win. And, um, yeah, he he's the real deal, in my opinion. He's structurally sound. He's positionally strong, and he's got good size. So he will push Campbell. There's no question about it. And, you know, Campbell's had a so-so start. Uh, I would say in Edmonton, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, that develops uh, throughout the season. I mean, there's no question the kid is the goalie of the future in Edmonton, in my opinion. It's just when is his time. And certainly it's early, 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 early days in NHL, but he looks like a player so far for me and has in the American League too. Is it the type of thing where, you know, he's a goalie that can – work well in a certain situation and not to say that Edmonton is a team that gives up, you know, a ton when they're playing their defense, but uh, at times there can be, you know, some rush chances against them. Is that a situation that maybe you look at and you say this endears to maybe one goaltender rather than another? Uh, You know, it's not so much technical, it's mindset. And that's a difficult question Mm -hmm. to answer uh, unless you, you see some body of work in the players. I mean, Grant Fuhrer was the, you know, the captain of the team of that, right? I mean, he he was able to shrug off letting in four, making sure that, you know, they didn't get the fifth one against him because he was going to make that tremendous save to, you know, set up the win for his team. I mean, today's NHL, you know, there's a lot more emphasis on checking. There's a lot more emphasis on, on defensive play. I think that, you know, Edmonton are a team that still may not be there yet. So you're going to need those extra saves uh, at key times of the game. And I, quite honestly, it's too early for either goalie to say, okay, he's got that ability. Uh, It's way too early. But I think that's what they're going to need to have in Edmonton until they, you know, tighten up defensively a little bit more. I mean, I know that's their focus, but are they there yet? I guess that remains to be seen. But it's, it's an art, right? I mean, that's a mindset for a goalie more than anything else, a competitive spirit. Uh, the ability to not let not get rattled if you know they throw a couple of early ones by you, knowing that your team has the ability to score goals, and that you know that takes time. That's something that just doesn't happen overnight. I don't think in that position. Greg Millen from Hockey Night in Canada, former NHL goaltender. Great, uh, Greg. Great stuff this morning. Thanks for this. Yeah, I really appreciate it, and uh, you know, excited to be around the Calgary team a bit. I, I love the city, uh, the team, and the organization. So I'm, I feel quite blessed to be able to come out and help out. And uh, it should be a you know a, a real fun year, from what I can see. Anyway, the uh, mm-hmm. the group uh, the group's got some some nice uh, ability to uh, maybe make a difference here this year in the NHL. Although again, it's it's early, right, boys? We can't. It's a long yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, and, uh, Greg, we'll fight the urge to do high knees on the next flight you're on, too, okay? Up and you down know the what? Aisles. I'm going to do, a, I'm gonna do a little yoga. Can I do a little yoga? I, I don't get on the charter. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll try yoga, you know? I'll okay. see how that works. <laughs> Bring a mat? Yeah, I think that's good. <laughs> Lay it down in the yeah, aisle there? Uh, yeah, that's okay. As soon as they get the snack would, tray how by. A, how would a couple of downward dogs do in the aisle? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be great. <laughs> yeah, you got to get it in, Greg. You got time. Limber up. Makes you all relaxed. Let me, let me work that, on that, all right, boys? 
<laughs> all right. All right. Sounds good. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, Greg. Thanks for this. <laughs> all the best. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye, all. There he goes, uh, Greg Millen, uh, Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah, just not Russell Wilson high knees up and down. Dog. Just like, kick ugh. rocks, Russ. Just... Could you imagine if you heard somebody on the Calgary Flames did that? You'd be disgusted, too. Yeah, you'd get traded. You'd be like, come on, man. <laughs> disgusted. Like, Milan Lucic is up and down doing, like, cartwheels okay, and well, jump. If it's Lucic, I'm like, well, okay, if he fine. was doing cartwheels, what about some jumping jacks? To get loose. The whole plane is like... Yeah, he's doing some burpees. Are we dealing with turbulence right now? What yeah. is going on? It's such a hero move by Russell Wilson. It's so And I like how he made sure to include, like, well, all my teammates were sleeping. Like, yeah, I'm sure they really appreciated that, too. Yeah. When you were, and I'm like, is that, like, backhand throwing them under the bus because you were doing this and they were sleeping? Yeah. When, like, that's what a normal human he should has, be doing? I think he's a robot, and he has no idea how to interact with people. Yeah, he's a weird dude. Yeah, he's a he's a weird dude. Interesting cat. Hey, we got another uh, trade recommendation. Oh, okay. Trade request uh, yeah. on the text line during that. Um, Matthews to Arizona for a second rounder, and Greg Millen's cutting edge high recoil pads plus the deer hair sponges, and a seventh. Okay, I I, I like that. Uh, on five ninety five ninety in Toronto, uh, keep them rolling in to the fan five nineties uh, text line because I have it open right now. I'm sure they're trying to do a show, but this yeah, is... that's fine. Uh, Matthews to Arizona for two RV parking pads uh, for one year, <laughs> and then uh, Mike Smith gets ends up going to Toronto in the deal too. Oh, the LTIR yeah body of Mike Smith goes uh, to Toronto. Austin Matthews to Vancouver for JT Miller and all the pumpkins he picked at that pumpkin patch. <laughs> that story's not real, apparently. That's why we haven't done it. I wish that story was true, but apparently it's fake. Um, straight ahead, NFL big bets. Oh, boy. Uh, Producer Patrick and you, you guys have been on a heater. Yeah. Me, much like my Inside the Line show, terrible. Fade, 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 fade. Uh, we'll do our best bets courtesy of sports select straight ahead uh we got a lot of games to uh talk about a lot of games to do we'll do that and then we'll talk to val ball director of communications and community engagement with the calgary health foundation we're on location for the hospital home lottery for the calgary health foundation right now we're at the most valuable grand prize ever the 2.7 million dollar show home overlooking the lake in mahogany it's the big show russick and rose sportsnet 960 the fan you're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. We're on location for the hospital home lottery for the Calgary Health Foundation. We're doing the show from the $2.7 million show home overlooking the lake in Mahogany. It's the most valuable grand prize ever. The early bird prize deadline is midnight tomorrow where they're giving away a Canmore luxury condo valued at $925,000. You also get $25,000 in cash, and the 50-50 is over $1.8 million right now. Um, We're on location. I have my work laptop, which still contains uh, the Fan 590's text line in Toronto. And we've asked you, and you've done a great job so far. uh, Oh, Fired off to Toronto at 590-590. Your Austin Matthews to Arizona Coyotes trade proposals. 
Uh, this one's good. Austin Matthews to the Arizona State University Coyotes for a slice of Phil Thrills intermission pizza. Nice. I like that some of our listeners are sending him to both text lines yeah. because I got that one on ours as well. Uh, I also got a four-way trade. Oh, okay. Austin Matthews goes to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Arizona goes to Houston. Five aisle kicks with Russell Wilson head to the Leafs, and they're going to sh- oh. send a used Sean Mendez CD to Denver, who I think is the Broncos that are getting involved right. with this deal as well. So we got a whole that, bunch of stuff that's really accumulated I, in a blockbuster. I love those complex 14 trades. Yeah, when they go across multiple yeah, leagues. That's and, great. Yeah, that's good. Uh, good Aust- stuff. Austin Matthews to Arizona for a mint condition Jim Pappen and Terry Sajak <laughs> cards. <laughs> And tickets to the 2022-2023 Stanley Cup playoff games in Calgary. Oh, Isn't that exciting? There, oh, that's some good tickets there. Uh, keep them rolling in in Toronto. Your Austin Matthews to the what Coyotes, 590-590. The Please. tickets. Game five of the season. Yeah, We're giving away playoff tickets yeah, already. Yeah, why not? Sure. Uh, Flames are making the playoffs. That's going to happen. <laughs> oh, uh, Val Ball, Director of Communications and Community Engagement with the Calgary Health Foundation, going to join us in about 10 minutes. But first, uh, we got to do some uh, some bets, some big bets here. Um, and it's brought to you by Sports Select. Sports Select has more sports leagues, and for a limited time, better odds on over/under and point spread. Build your ticket at SportsSelect.com. Uh, what are we giving away this week? Have we determined a beautiful piece of sports? You know what? Uh, I I have gone through our sports memorabilia, and I've set apart. A handful of cards, but okay. we didn't select one before we left the studio yesterday. So, so it's a mystery card. Patty Dumas can probably go and, and look and find the vertical cards in the yes. case and pull one out. No, I, I prefer mystery cards. Okay, right? yeah, I mean, we'll mystery grab card. one from there. And we'll send you a random card. Yeah, yeah. mystery card. Uh, you got to jump on one of us. Uh, which pony are you going to ride? Georgie, Maddie, or producer Patty Dumas? Right now, the standings. Uh, Patrick, 11 and 7. Maddie, 10 and 8. George, womp, womp. 7 and 11. Um, your chance to win some beautiful sports memorabilia, memorabilia, easy for me to say, as we bust out some NFL live lines. Are you guys ready to do it? Let's hit it, Patrick. Let's do this. Spread it like oh. Spread it on. Do it like the, the spread. What a spread. Before they spread. Spread your legs. Spread your legs. Spread it around. Spread your wings. Spread it like. All right, let's fire it up here. Sort of a round table. Patrick back at the at the mothership at Sportsnet 960. First game's the Thursday nighter tonight in the T-Bay. The Baltimore Ravens at Tom Brady's Buccaneers. Tampa minus two, the total 46.5. Matty Rose, which way you leaning? I actually really like the over on this one. I think that you're uh, looking at a situation where Baltimore can put up points. Tom Brady's only thrown one interception so far this year. And, yes, there's been some up and there's been some down. um, But I am going to take the over here. I've been betting under a lot lately, and I haven't loved how that has gone. So uh, love what happened last Thursday. Let's see if these two stud quarterbacks can put up some points here on this Thursday. Producer Patrick Dumont, what do you got? I like the Ravens in this one to get those two points. I think they're a superior squad. I think Lamar Jackson is uh, getting trying to get this thing going right for Baltimore. This is a high-scoring offense when it wants to be. I get it. They don't have receivers. I know Mark Andrews is a little banged up. We'll see how he goes. I just don't have any faith in this Brady-led Buccaneers offense. A lot of injuries, like we said earlier. I like the Ravens to cover that, too, on the road tonight. 
Uh, I'm going to be on the Matt Rose train here and go under the total of 46 and a half. Lamar Jackson has been struggling a little lately, and some of that has to do with the injuries that is with his pass catchers. Some of that's Lamar Jackson. Uh, the under is 4-0 in Baltimore's last four games overall, and the Buccaneers with this supposed high-powered offense led by Tom Brady. The under is 6-1 and in Tampa Bay's last seven games overall. Both of these offenses are struggling. I think that's way too many points. And what we've seen lately on Thursday Night Football, aside from that debacle in Arizona last week, a lot of sloppy defensive first football, not too many touchdowns being scored. I'm going to take the under 46 and a half. All right, let's look at the Sunday sked. Las Vegas at New Orleans. The Raiders are minus two point favors. The total 49 and a half, Matty. I'm going to take the Raiders on this one. Minus one and a half is a line that I think I could see them it's minus covering. two. Moved up to minus two. I'll still take that as okay. long as it's. Uh, Below that three-point margin, I'm feeling pretty good about the Raiders here. Haven't seen a lot of things to like from the Saints. Alvin Kamara's been in and out of the lineup and banged up and not really the player that we kind of know him and love him to be. I'm going to go with the Raiders here and uh, just a couple of points down. Producer Patrick, what you got for this game? It felt like a get-right week kind of last week for the Vegas Raiders. Defense is stepping up. I know it was only Houston, but Josh Jacobs might be the best running back in the game right now, the way he's running the ball. Uh, Over 600 yards running. He's over like five and a half per carry. Raiders seemingly kind of got this thing going maybe on offense here. I don't like the Saints. They're going with Andy Dalton again. That's uninspiring with that offense. I I figure Jameis Winston healthy is a better option. Uh, I like the Raiders going on the road into the Superdome and uh, mm. covering those two. Uh, the Red Rifle is not playing in primetime, so that, that bodes well for the New Orleans Saints <laughs> in this one. I think there will be lots of points. I'm going to take the over, the 49-and-a-half. Uh, the over has been the trend lately for these two teams. The over is 4-0 in the Raiders' last four games overall. And don't look now, the Saints that were supposed to be defense first, with Dennis Allen as their head coach, no more Sean Payton. Going to be a great defensive team that's going to try to play ball possession and just use their defense to win games. No, the over is 4-0 in the last four Saints games overall. I'm going to take over the total of 49 and a half. Let's get to the Arizona Cardinals on the road in Minnesota to square off against the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings are three and a half point favorites. The total is 48 and a half, Matty. I'm taking over 48 and a half. I got two offenses that I quite like and two defenses that I quite don't like. Kirk Cousins, not in prime time, probably going to throw for time. 400 yards, and Justin Jefferson will go for three tutties. And then on the other side, Andre Hopkins getting his second game with Kyler Murray in here as well. So I'm going to take the over, and I know it's a high one, but both these teams have pretty potent offenses and pretty garbage defenses. So I'm going to take the over. Uh, what do you got, Producer Patrick, in this interesting matchup? Vikings are a different club at home. And, again, this is that perfect 11 a.m. mountain time start for Kirk Cousins to just do his thing. <laughs> uh, Vikings are 5-1. and one. They they see what's happening to the Green Bay Packers, and they know fully well that they can put some room between themselves and the Packers and try and put this NFC North away before Christmas. Uh, you know, the Vikings, I like this, this team. I like them to, to cover that 3.5. Yeah, I'm with you. Although the Vikings have been very bad against the number, they're 1-4 and four against the spread in their last four games overall. They're coming off a bye, and I just can't trust the Cardinals on the road. I know the offense looks 
a hell of a lot different and better with DeAndre Hopkins back like it did in that game against New Orleans. But some of those interceptions that the Red Rifle threw, especially that first one, which was housed by the Cardinals' defense, was Marquez Callaway. Marquez Callaway not hanging on to that football. I can't trust the Cardinals on the road. I'll take the Vikings fresh off their bye, minus three and a half. Let's get to the San Francisco 49ers in this NFC West showdown against the Super Bowl champion Rams in Los Angeles. San Francisco minus one and a half with the total at 43 and a half, Matty. It's kind of the antithesis to the previous game in the sense that there's two defenses that I quite like and two offenses that are good but not great i would probably consider both of them underachievers this season given the weapons that abound both um granted we could see any number of players in this game absolutely go off and completely destroy the total in in their own way you could go with any one of the rams running backs you go with cooper cup you could go with i don't know pick your poison on that other side of the ball with the uh ford or with the 49ers there Debo CMC doesn't matter all of them but I'm taking the under all right producer Patrick uh, this is a tough game for me Mm -hmm. on the card which way are you leaning yeah I I figured like you go back to their NFC championship meeting this these two teams know how to play some defense albeit you know they're beat up uh, in certain spots maybe the Rams aren't clicking as well Uh, I I I like the I agree with Maddie I like the under in this I don't I don't like the offenses in both teams right now they're just something's not right with San Francisco, is it the quarterback? Is it the injuries? And then L.A., we know it's Stafford. He's regressing like crazy. I like the under in this one. Uh, Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay uh, when these two square off against one another. Uh, the Niners are 4-0 against the number in their last four meetings in Los Angeles, and they're 6-0 against the number in their last six meetings against the 49ers. If there's one team that the Niners beat up on, and they should have beat them in that NFC title game, if uh, Tart drops that easy interception, mm-hmm. would have punched their ticket to the Super Bowl. I hate doing this in the division game, but I've been terrible this season, so I'm going to lay the Niners minus one and a half on the road against the Rams in Los Angeles. Two games to go. It's our NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select. It's the Big Show, Rustic and Rose. Sports at 960, the fan. The surprising New York Giants at the maybe even more surprising Seattle Seahawks. Seattle minus three at home to totals. 44 and a half. Gino and the Hawks. Let's go. This is a quarterback that I could get behind, frankly. And with the Seahawks, it hasn't been great. There's a lot of questions as far as their receivers. DK Metcalf carted off the field last week. That's a huge blow to their offense. But when you're looking at the Giants, they were great. Took a tough loss to the hands of the Cowboys last week. I wonder if we do start to see a little bit of regression. You know, we were talking about the Giants. Oh, surprise, surprise. Look at how good they are. I wonder if we start to see them come down to earth a little bit here. And uh, with that three points, I'll take that. Hawks minus three at home. Okay. Uh, Producer Patrick, which way are you leaning? You know what? I like the Seahawks to cover that three-point spread. Uh, I think it's three points. Yeah, three points uh, to cover that spread. Uh, I like Seattle. Geno Smith is uh, is a revelation. It seems Ken Walker Jr. Uh, Ken Walker the third. Sorry, he's he seemed like he could be a next big running back as well. Uh, you know, Seattle seems like they're playing with nothing to lose. You know, nobody expected them to even have four wins on the year. They're already at four and three. Uh, they're in this NFC West race. And on the Giants side, they they're getting a little you know fast and loose with it. They're playing a lot of close games of late. And I think this one will finally bite them. I, I like Seattle covering that number. 
Uh, you want a dated pop culture reference? Yeah. Uh, Do the, I Giants, the Giants are the Rodney Dangerfield of the NFL. Oh. Continue to get disrespected over and over again, getting no respect. I can't lay the Seahawks as minus three-point favorites in this spot because all the Giants do is cover the number. 4-0 against the number in their last four games overall. And with Brian Dayball as their head coach, they just find ways to win. Three is a big key number for me here. If it was two and a half, I'd be leery taking the Giants. But no, I'm going to take the Giants getting three points in Seattle against those Seahawks because all they do is cover this season. Let's wrap things up. Uh, It's it's. It's the Sunday nighter. Uh, I think they think they've started tailgating in Buffalo already, and I can't stress this enough to you. Uh huh. When the Bills play in Buffalo, uh-huh. especially a primetime game like this, yeah, it's a lawless land at the Ralph. No rules. Like, no, like humanity takes a backseat to rules. the animals that go to these Bills games. I am telling you, I have seen atrocities that people in war haven't seen when you go to a Bills wow. game. It is disgusting what happens at some of these Bills games. And they're probably tailgating now for that Sunday nighter against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Bills minus 11, total 47 and a half, Matty. That's so many points. It's so many points. It's a lot. And it's Aaron Rodgers in a primetime game, and it's so many points. I want to take the points. Whoa. It feels gross, but I'm going to take the Packers plus 11. Okay. What do you got, Patrick? I like the under I, in this. I, I, I'm going to agree with you in a second. I like the under oh, okay. in this one. Uh, under. 47 and a half. I, Green Bay can't score more than 20. I figure the Bills are probably good for at least 30. So there you go. There's my logic on that one. Aaron Rodgers has never been a double-digit dog in his life. I'm mad. Yeah. I, this, I, this one hurts. I just patty, have, doesn't it? I just have to take the Packers here. It's 11 points. It's 11 points. Yeah. Do, I expect, Aaron Rodgers. do I expect the Bills to wax the Packers? Oh, yeah. Probably. But Green Bay is supposed to have this elite defense that struggled a little bit. Aaron Rodgers calling out his receivers all week. You can see his mannerisms on the field. You can read his lips. What are we doing here? What are we bleeping doing here? I think this is a primetime game. All of North America is going to be watching this game. 11 points is too much for me to lay for the Bills, who, by the way, released renderings of their new stadium. It's mm-hmm. going to be beautiful. But, again, will be a lawless land even in the new stadium. I like the Green Bay Packers getting the 11 points. All right. Uh, Jump on your pony, 960, 960, name and location. You get a mystery hockey card. It's a good one. It's a good good one. one. It'll be a good one. I went through, and I have gotten all the garbage out of there. Yep. And it's probably going to be someone who works in the NHL now. Okay. Uh, 960, 960, name and location, who you're jumping on uh, this week for our big bets, which is brought to you by Sports Select. Sports Select has more sports leagues, and for limited time, better odds on over-under and point spread. Build your ticket at Sports Select. Com. All right, it's the big show, Russick and Rose. We're on location right now for the hospital home lottery for the Calgary Health Foundation. We are at the most valuable grand prize ever, the $2.7 million show home overlooking the lake in Mahogany. To join us about this, give you a lot of information on what's going on, how to get on a lot of these draws. The 50-50 is ridiculous. It's $1.8 million. It just got updated behind us, by what, the way. What is it? $1.9 million, which is absurd. And there's an early bird prize with the deadline tomorrow. It's a Canmore luxury condo. Uh, it's ridiculous prizes that right now. It all goes for a great cause. And to talk about it, uh, she is the Director of Communications and Community Engagement with the Calgary Health Foundation. We say good morning to Valerie Ball. Val, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I noticed you had to take off your shoes, too. I did. Are you, are you a little <laughs> weirded out by that? Or well, no? you know, I mean, it is Canada. We do take our shoes off it's here. Polite. Yeah, it's the nice thing to do. Are you like me and your, uh, sorry, this is way off topic, but 
This is how my stupid brain works. When you watch sitcoms, like, and, and they all wear shoes inside, I'm like, yeah. when have you ever I worn shoes? I have a shoes? lot of envy. No, I have a lot of envy of that because, like, when you – Really? I mean, I'm sure you can relate. When you put together a super nice outfit yeah. and you pick your shoes to go with that outfit and then somebody it's asks the you key. to take them off and you're like, what socks am I wearing? Mm, uh, no, there's a moment yeah. there that you kind of panic. But then you also see them sitting on a couch with their feet up and they have their shoes on and that's very yeah, jarring. That's kind of gross. Yeah, yeah I that do is, agree. Like to put your feet on the coffee yeah, table. Yeah, very jarring. Like, yeah. It's dirty. That's it's very true. jarring. That's true. But you're right. The shoes accentuate a yeah, good outfit. Yeah. Uh, that's Speaking of key. lawless lands. Yes, Shoes inside. Oh my goodness. What are we doing? here this is canada <laughs> you get possession of this lovely place on either november 25th or december 16th so it makes sense you gotta take the shoes off you gotta uh, keep this place in pristine gotta condition keep it. yes right and by the way there's already wine in the yeah. wine cellar and it, i mean everything you see you get with the house um just so. just for for somebody who's not here right now looking at this beautiful home mm-hmm. just give them what potentially they could win by getting in on this lottery sure so i mean right now it's a little dark but we're still looking out onto the lake of mahogany and you can see it kind of crystal out there it's which is pretty be- yeah it's, it's beautiful shimmering. it's got some light casting on yep. it it's quite nice and uh yeah i mean it's a 5400 square foot house which is pretty incredible it's got four bedrooms three and a half bath uh, like you said it's got a wine room mm-hmm. which is pretty incredible it's got an infinity hot tub yep. which is also down here in the lower level oh. uh and you know it's got a beautiful principal suite with a wonderful ensuite with it um and it's I mean, it's inspired by cozy European with modern lines design. Oh, you know what? I was yeah. I was totally saying that to I, Matt when we I walked in. When we walked yeah, in, exactly. you said, uh, it's decorated. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I said. And there's furniture in here. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, exactly what it was. Yeah. If there's Close. one thing yeah. that is a passion of mine, it's home decor. Yeah. Just is for, it? And, I, and fashion's also one of my passions because you yeah. have to make fashion your yeah. passion. That's yeah. definitely, that's right. that's definitely yeah. one of the staples of my entire life in existence uh it all goes for a great cause tell people where they get these tickets what are some of the other prizes they can win and that 50 50 is getting out of hand right yeah now. <laughs> i mean it's not a bad uh a bad moment to win half of that jackpot you know what i mean yeah. you get that check take it straight to the bank no World's problem. your oyster. Just a quick uh, seven-digit cash payout. Yeah, Whatever. that'll work. It's, it's fine. If that's, that's your thing. That's okay, you yeah. know, but it's, no, that's it's pretty really great. That's me, pretty awesome. That spice up the holiday yeah, season. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right in time for Christmas. But, of course, our deadline is tomorrow at midnight, so you have to get in for that early bird Canmore condo. And that in itself is pretty incredible, just a uh, two-bedroom, two-bath condo in Canmore. Who doesn't want to live out there? You can imagine Fridays come really nice when you get to drive out to Canmore and head to your weekend home. It's pretty nice there. And, uh, of course, surrounded by the mountains. Lots to do there. Built by Spring Creek. Pretty incredible. I'm looking forward to this um, because there's so many great prizes, over 2,500 prizes. It's such a great thing that we do every year in this city. But what does it support? The Calgary Health Foundation, what does the money go to, especially this year? You kind of put different focuses year to year on where it's going to end up. Yeah, I mean, the the thing about Calgary Health Foundation is you support all of our hospitals here in the city. So this lottery supports Peter Lougheed Center, Rocky View General Hospital, and South Health Campus. Um, and there's a lot of needs in healthcare today. I mean, no surprise, right? We all mm-hmm. need healthcare in uh, different ways and all have stories with our own journey. This year, we're focused on uh, supporting some surgical initiatives. Of course, that's a big uh, thing in our province. We want to make sure that people are receiving the best surgery care possible and that needs a lot of innovation there's a lot of great people on the front line 
uh, with great ideas. There's new technology. And so putting the right and the best tools in their hands is really what Calgary Health Foundation, with the support of the community, is able to do. And that's, uh, that's where your support of the lottery really comes in. And how much, mo- and how much uh, more important is it the fact that we're on the tail end of a pandemic where the health care system was stretched really thin, mm-hmm. and uh, they need their support to kind of get things back to what we were used to pre-pandemic, and yeah. how important is a lottery to kind of fast-track that process? Yeah, I think, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, during the pandemic, we asked our healthcare teams to do some unbelievable things. Mm-hmm. And the reality is we continue to ask them to do some unbelievable things. And so I think being able to actually support them and put, you know, innovation behind them and, and give them amazing resources is really helping, you know, them kind of come to the table for us in the best possible way they can continuously, not only through the pandemic where, you know, a lot of people got burnt out, but now, you know, we're on a new stretch where we need to kind of recover and, and continue to kind of operate with, with Albertans in mind. So. Uh, so where can our listeners uh, get these tickets? What website do they visit? What phone mm-hmm. number do they call? Well, the best place is CalgaryHospitalHomeLottery.com. You can go there. You can check out pictures of the show home where you can come down. You do have to take off your shoes, though. Yeah, so true. just keep that in it's mind. True. You do. Can uh, confirm, yeah. Yeah, can confirm. But you can see pictures of the Canmore condo there. So CalgaryHospitalHomeLottery.com. Uh, very exciting. Beautiful view. The sun's the about sun to come up. The sun is just starting to it peak is, out. Look at ri- this. It is ridiculous. You're getting this like, beautiful rose color over the lake. Yeah, like we should absolutely take a photo Pun of that. fully intended. My goodness. Yeah, it is absolutely. It's, it is breathtaking. You know, Maddie, wow. I, I use that term a little too much sometimes in my life. A little generous. This is actually breathtaking looking out as the sun is about to rise here in the lake in Mahogany. And uh, it, Valerie Ball, uh, d- yes? Infinity hot tub. You yeah, imagine like, watching that in an infinity hot tub, George? It would be great. Uh, I, I had no idea that was that was a hot tub, but you and yeah. I could definitely squeeze in there. I'm sure they people would not mind. No, I, I thought you right guys in. were actually bringing your bathing suit. Yeah, I was true. surprised when I came down. How? How bathing suit? Uh, Valerie Ball, <laughs> Director of Communications. And, and, and now we have to leave. Yeah, Thanks, and George. Community great, uh, great. engagement with the Calgary Health Foundation. Uh, great stuff and great cause. And uh, best of luck to everyone who does, because these prizes are just incredible. Incredible. All right, it's the big show straight ahead. Uh, Ross Tucker. Our NFL insider, the Ross Tucker podcast, will tee up that Thursday nighter. And we got to ask Ross, who played in the NFL, <laughs> high knees on a plane all the way to London with Russell Wilson. And we'll talk some flames that are pal Julian McKenzie of The Athletic. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, on location for the hospital home lottery for the Calgary Health Foundation. Big show, Russick and Rose. Sports at 960, The Fan.